Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, boy. God bless Rudy Giuliani, huh? America's mayor. Can you believe what they're putting him through right now? He's about to turn himself in to get arrested down there in Atlanta. This is a badge of honor. A badge of honor for Rudy Giuliani. It is a thoroughly rotten, corrupt, scandalous system that's trying to put him away. For what? Trying to maintain an honest election? You know, is this still America? Can you believe it? I got to tell you, I can't can't believe he usually sits here every day. Rudy Giuliani himself. Well, um, I'm glad that he's in a good mood. Uh, you know, President Trump is going to be down there tomorrow. Uh, you saw the other lawyers, John Eastman, great constitutional. Sc- I think, did you see the mugshot of John Eastman? Do you know who John Eastman is? He's a lawyer. He had some theories about the Electoral College. You're allowed to. This is still America, right? Uh, there's a mugshot. There's a mugshot of him. Hey, mugshots aren't what they used to be. You know, mugshots you used to hold that little thing. You hold a little plastic thing in front of you, and it you know has the date and your name and the height and the weight. And then there was the straight-on view and then the profile view. They don't do it that way anymore. It just looks like any random digital photo. It looks very much like a license uh, photo for a, uh, your driver's license, not a mugshot. There's nothing that special, nothing iconic about these things anymore. We'll see what Donald Trump does. If he really is, he really going to? I mean, come on. Well, look, it'll be a badge of honor for him. All of this stuff, all of this stuff. Can we hear Rudy? So Rudy left New York today. What did Rudy do? What did Rudy do that was so bad? You know, they actually do acknowledge that there was fraud. There was fraud in the 2020 election. What we debate, all right, and you can have debates, you can have disagreements, but uh, even the left, the Democrats, the prosecutors, even Jack Smith, you know what he acknowledges? He acknowledges fraud. There was fraud in the election. But was it outcome determinative? That's a euphemism for, you know, did, did it, did they win? Did we lose? Did we win? Did it make a difference? Well, it's okay. You know, if there was fraud, who the hell's to say it wasn't outcome determinative? We can have that conversation without getting thrown in jail, right? No. No, that means to me they're guilty. That, uh, that, that's, that's evidence of their guilt. Rudy Giuliani came out of his apartment building today on the Upper East Side and the reporters were uh, waiting for him and he seemed to be in very good spirits. And I'm glad. This is not a disgrace. This is not Rudy going down. This is Rudy going up. All right. This is Rudy going up. This, folks, this is what patriotism is. This is what it sounds like. You ready? Cut seven. You know, what is patriotism? What is patriotism? You know, putting your hand on your heart at the ball game when they play the national anthem? How about putting your ass on the line when it's unpopular? You go, Rudy. Cut 17. Uh, to... Georgia, and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America. 
reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city anywhere. And I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment. I represented Donald Trump. And this is a man who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent. And they have to be proven to be liars. Actually, enemies of our republic who are destroying rights, sacred rights. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before in America. All the lawyers indicted. Now, whether you dislike or you like Donald Trump, let me give you a warning. <laughs> it's going to come for you. When the political winds shift, as they always do, let us pray that Republicans are more honest, more trustworthy, and more American than these people in charge of this government. Because if our government is conducted this way, and the system of justice is politicized and criminalized for politics, your rights are in jeopardy and your children's. Donald Trump told you this. They weren't just coming for him or me. Now they've indicted people in this case. I don't even know who they are. These are just regular people making a normal living. They're going to bankrupt them. They won't convict them. Wow. That's uh, strength, wisdom. I loved it. Man, he's great. He's great. He's going to take this. Uh, <laughs> how's, what, what's going to happen here? I don't know, but. I know he's going to win. Indicted all the lawyers. That's a really good point. They indicted all the lawyers, too. They've gone way too far. Way, way, way too far. The lawyers, too. Meanwhile, man across the street, Chuck Schumer, senior senator of New York State, the majority leader of the United States Senate, can say this in public, which is about a million light years. (laughs) This is illegal. This is clear. There's absolutely no way around it, folks. This is what they accused Donald Trump of saying. He never says stuff like this, but this is this is almost as bad as it gets as far as threats against public officials go. Cut 16. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. How about that? And you're, you're, you're Kavanaugh. And what happens after that? What happens after he said that? That was all the way back in, um, the early part of 2020. What happened later? Well, um, a big mob showed up on Kavanaugh's lawn. Um, a maniac from California showed up with a bag full of guns and knives wanting to kill him. Now we have a, a Supreme Court justice who is scared. I understand. I wish he wasn't. I wish he, I don't know, moved to a military base, undisclosed location. I don't know. But I can't have Kavanaugh scared, and he's scared, and he is now ruling in such a way that he doesn't want any mob ever showing up on his front lawn again. I understand. I don't like it. I, uh, I it, it, Look, it didn't happen to me. I, he's got to do what's right by his family, but I think he's been intimidated. It worked. There's a reason why we have laws against that, laws against what Chuck Schumer just said right there, laws against mobs showing up outside the home of a of a sitting Supreme Court justice or judge, there should be no threats. There should be no threats. Uh, hey, and, uh, you know, I keep hearing about Judge Chutkin, Judge Chutkin, Judge Chutkin. She, um, the amazing Judge Chutkin, she is so amazing. Why? Well, uh, because the left is very comfortable with her. 
She's the January 6th judge. She's the one who wants to put Trump on trial, I think, in January. Um, she's a favorite of the Democrats because they know she's one of them. She gives to Democrats. She gives money to Obama, gives money to Biden, works at the Democrat law firm, and now she's a judge and she's going to do the right thing. And I'm sorry that threats are being phoned into her office, but you know what? Again, this is, uh, this happens. This, this, this is unfortunate. You got 300 million people. There are going to be some crazy people here. And uh, a couple of crazy people have called her. Wish it wasn't like that. I wish we were all perfect. People are not perfect. A lot of them are demented and weird and evil. And some of those people are calling her up and saying horrible, vicious things. But it happens. And I'm not going <laughs> to, we're not going to stop everything. We're not going to put down MAGA. We're not going to say Donald Trump needs to leave the stage or go to jail because this judge got a f- nasty phone call. Dolly Parton got nasty phone calls. She gets na- nasty. You name any public figure in American life. They have gotten a nasty phone call, text message, tweet, threatening. <laughs> Donald Trump, you don't think he gets threats? You don't think he gets threats? How about Baron Trump? Baron gets threats all the time. You should see. So I make this point. It's a totally reasonable point. They're trying to cancel me right now. They're all over the place. Oh, my God, Greg Kelly said this. Uh, let's see, the Huffington Post. There's uh, there's something called Wonkette. Can you believe uh, you write for a, a, a website and you're allowed to curse? This guy calls me a... The F word 16 different times. By that, I mean F-U-C blank. All right. Then he calls me the other F word, a fascist. Then he says, uh, what is I am a dip S-H, something or other, uh, on and on and on like this. I love it, to be honest. <laughs> it just means I'm getting under their skin a little bit. Um, but they can't quarrel with what I'm actually saying. So they attack me. And try to say all kinds of horrible things about me, but um, yeah, no, it's it's it's. it's it, I, I wish it didn't happen. Can they can they dis can they dispute this? Number one, I say clearly all the time, I don't want this judge hurt or harmed in any way, psychologically, physically, in any way. That's not America. Um, I didn't want Steve Scalise harmed in any way, but he was. He was shot by a madman who was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Uh, he hated Trump, called Trump a traitor tweeted all day and Facebooked all night about uh, how much he hated Trump and how much he loved the left, and uh, he showed up and shot a bunch of Republican congressmen. I blame that guy. I don't blame Bernie Sanders. I don't blame Democrats for that. Now, if I wanted to, I guess I could, but no, I wouldn't because I really don't think they're responsible. And I understand sometimes the rhetoric is really intense, and you're going to fire up some nasty jerk like that, and they may do something. Well, that's where law enforcement comes in. That's where, you know, uh, some officials need protection. That's when we take, we, 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 we take precautions. That doesn't mean we talk like babies and we just talk in a certain way. Like everybody, the election was just fine. It was perfect. Yes. We don't want anyone doing anything that might be remotely offensive because everything is beautiful. We don't talk like that. We don't, we don't, and we're not going to because, and there, there will always be maniacs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's, um, yeah, Schumer, um, he's never been held to account for this. He, he, actually, that clip that I just played you, it's hard to find these days. They buried it because they know, they know he was violating the law. They know. Hey, tonight on that phony baloney debate over there at Fox News, I want to see, I want to see the first words out of their mouths. They need to condemn um this campaign against Trump. They need to condemn these prosecutors. They need to condemn Fannie Willis. They need to condemn Jack Smith. They need to condemn 
who's the other one? Uh, Bragg, Alvin Bragg. Uh, these are anti-democrat. These are these are. This is election interference. Okay, they are messing with our election. And as Levin pointed out, you know what they will be trying to do. And you know what? I fall victim to this myself. Talk about Trump. Don't talk about Biden. Talk about Trump. Don't talk about Biden. Right? It's kind. It, it very effective. Kind of works. Well. Still, I want them to condemn what's going on, condemn these prosecutors, and then go after Joe. Oh, and support Trump. Support Trump. I don't expect Christie to do that. He's there to do the opposite. Or Hutchinson or Nikki Haley. Um, maybe Tim Scott. Not sure. Maybe DeSantis. Uh, he'll do it reluctantly. And if he's boxed in, he's not going to volunteer it. it I wonder if he's going to fix the big problem he had in his last debate. I mean, his last really competitive debate with Andrew Gillum. He should have beaten this guy so bad. He lost to Andrew Gillum. He lost when he was running for governor. He lost to this guy. He kept on smiling weirdly and inappropriately at strange times. You know who's going to do it? Um, Vivek Ramatswamy. He's going to do it. I like Vivek. Very sharp. They're trying to take him down. That means he's, uh, he's, he's you know, he's making progress here. Um and then we have to get after Biden. Hey, um, you know, the, the lies that he told, um, it, it, even regular apolitical people who don't follow this stuff are like, wait a second. He's telling lies about his own life in the middle of a disaster zone there in Hawaii. And can we be real about the casualties there, the fatalities? Why is it? It's, it's just a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. I just heard that there are a thousand people missing. Are, do we think they're going to just turn up? Do we think they got lost in the woods? I'm sorry, but they were burned to death. What, 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 they want to, this thing to go away. And then, and then, and then the figure will trickle out when no one's looking. You know, that police chief is the same guy who was in Las Vegas. The mass shooting in Las Vegas, the worst one ever. He's the police chief on duty there in Maui. So weird. Be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Arrest that man, Schumer. <laughs> That right there, that's illegal conduct. Amazing, amazing, this totally screwed up, upside down, everything's backward world we live in. But, hey, uh that's America. James Flippin, how are you holding up in this crazy, toxic culture? I know you got to be neutral, but uh that was one hell of a, that was one hell of an outburst. What's up, Greg? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Schumer, obviously. I mean, did you hear what he said? He said, uh I want you, Gorsuch. I want you, Kavanaugh. I want you guys. You're going down. You won't know what hit you. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I, I don't think that's really rhetoric becoming of an elected official, but, you know, not surprising. It's, uh I mean, I'm, I'm still in shock. That guy's a majority leader. Look, he's in trouble for that. Uh, the, uh, Donald Trump points out that Judge Chutkin gives to Democrats isn't fair, wants him in jail, should not be the judge on this case. Oh, my God, he's threatening her. No, he's not. No, he is not. And anybody who does threaten, like Chuck Schumer did or that crazy woman who left the nasty voicemail, go ahead. Prosecute them. All right? Prosecute the crazy woman who left the voicemail and prosecute Chuck Schumer. Anyway. All right, James, uh, what else is going on? Well, I mean, I just wanted to pick up on something you just said there. I will note that from a news perspective, the news outlets will often say 
Trump appointed prosecutor when talking about certain people or Trump appointed judge. So they're kind of trying to make that qualifier in and of itself, like saying there's certain uh, legal you know, officials who should be looked at a certain way and some who aren't looked at a certain way. There's bias that they're hinting at and all that kind of stuff. So it should be fair game on both sides. Well, what they're saying there is uh, this guy, the U.S. attorney who's been investigating uh, Hunter Biden. They say he's Trump appointed. He's Trump appointed. He's Trump appointed. That is such a lie. It's a lie of omission. What is overlooked, I think they call it a blue slip. It's a blue slip. It's a blue slip appointment, meaning uh, the president will allow, will take the recommendation of the home state senators. All right. So Weiss was recommended by two Democrats in Delaware, Tom Carper and uh, Chris Coons. And they said, we want this guy. And President Trump, as a courtesy, made that guy the U.S. attorney. And all you hear all day long is Trump appointed as if he was Trump's buddy, as if uh, Roy Cohn was just appointed U.S. attorney there in in Delaware. Anyway, you're going to watch the debate tonight? I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll be watching some of it. Um, I'm going to watch both, I guess, both forms of programming that we're interested in from a political perspective. Oh, we you know, mean, Trump's going to be on Tucker. Right. I'll watch that for sure. Uh, Trump is going to be on Tucker, which I guess, how do we watch that? We got to watch it on, on our, on our phone through Twitter. You're going to have to watch it on what was formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. Does anybody call it X? Nobody really calls it X. You know, we were talking about that in the newsroom, Greg. It's kind of annoying for us because, you know, we have these terms that we've been using so much lately, not just Twitter, but tweeted. And now it's not tweeted, it's posted on X. It's kind of brilliant, I guess, from a branding perspective. Because why is that brilliant? Changing the name is something awkward and weird. Why Why is because that? Because you're how always is... saying on every news and every context, you're saying X, 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 X. It used to be either Twitter or tweeted, you know, maybe posted on Twitter, but it was kind of, a, you know, various now, different terms. This is like new Coke, all right? You could say, well, everybody was talking about Coke for a while, but it totally confused everybody and made everybody mad, and a lot of people switched to Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think this is uh, good. Well, look, well, who the hell am I to say anything that Elon, Elon Musk did is wrong? Although I, mean, I can say whatever. I well, mean, well, we're just hoping that maybe a year from now or something we could just say X, no more formally known as Twitter. I mean, X like is that. never going to be a normal thing. You can't really, you know what I mean? He posted it on X. It, it doesn't even, it doesn't sound right. It's never going to sound right. X. I kind of like, I kind of like writing tweet with an X at the beginning. X W E E T. All right. So you're going home. You're going to uh, maybe watch a little bit of the debate and uh, good luck. What time did you get up this morning? 2.15. Damn, damn, damn. All right, be right back. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Regarding Joe Biden's uh, obvious and total corruption, uh, you know, it's eclipsed. It's eclipsed by all these ridiculous indictments. Maybe that's another, maybe that's one of their aims, right? Take Joe off the front page. It's working. I watched the Sunday shows. We actually had somebody count them up. There were like 157 references to Donald Trump during Meet the Press on Sunday. And there were like four of Joe Biden, the sitting president of the United States. Now, I have a memo right in front of me written by a a State Department big shot back in 2016, 2016, not 2016, by a guy named George Kent. He was assistant secretary, I think, for European Affairs. And uh, was that his title? Anyway, he had a big job at the State Department, and he writes his big memo to the people who are working on 
Ukraine issues. And uh, in a bureaucrat way, he buries it, but it's there, and I'm looking at it in black and white. He says, the real issue, to my mind, was that someone in Washington needs to engage Vice President Biden quietly and say that his son's presence on the Burisma board undercuts the anti-corruption message the VP and we were advancing in Ukraine. Because Ukrainians hear one message from us and then see another set of behavior with the family association with a known corrupt figure whose company was known for not playing by the rules in the oil and gas sector. (laughs) I told Dan and I would be happy to share all this with Sally and Sally should call me and Dan said, okay, this is back to... Oh, Dan said that he understood Sally was doing due diligence on exactly this issue to make the case to Hunter. I never heard from Sally. Everyone's afraid to go into the vice president. Why? I'd go right in there and say, hey, listen up, Joe. Listen up, chief. You got a big problem here. All right. I don't care that you're the uh, you were elected something in Delaware. Listen up. This is obviously corrupt. You want the cops to show up? Smarten up. You know, he needed De Niro, right? <laughs> Didn't I say don't buy anything big? Smarten up. Um, that's uh, This is from uh, John Solomon. He runs Just the News. Really great website. John Solomon, one of the great reporters out there. Uh, he undercovered all these documents that say, you know, Shokin, the prosecutor. I, I know these names get annoying. They're all Ukrainian names. Lashenko, Poroshenko, Shokin, who are these people? Hard to keep straight. Well, they were hard to keep straight during your, uh, Watergate as well, right? Weren't they? I mean, what exactly and who exactly was Jeb Magruder, okay? I mean, who was uh, James Secord during Iran-Contra? Nobody knew, right? It was one of the biggest names in the Iran-Contra affair, Nobody knew, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the committees, the media, they should be explaining all of this or trying to explain it. They're not. Anyway, John Solomon is, he got these documents that say, apparently the American government was just fine with uh, Victor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma, and we liked that. Until Joe Biden showed up and said, uh, we want this guy gone because Hunter's boss said so. All right, so John Solomon was on with uh, John Katsimatidis last night, and let's go ahead. U.S. policymakers from the State Department, the Treasury Department, and Justice Department got together in the fall of 2015 and recommended that Joe Biden give a billion-dollar aid package to uh, Ukraine because the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, had been making progress fighting corruption. He had implemented anti-corruption reforms, just like the uh, Obama-Biden administration had been asking. Joe Biden then turned around and did the opposite. He threatened to withhold the billion dollars and uh, did so to try to force the firing of a prosecutor who at that very moment was stepping up his investigation of Hunter Biden. All right. Does that sound confusing? It's actually pretty straightforward. Um, Ukraine loan guarantee. And they all agreed that Ukraine had made sufficient progress on its reform agenda to justify a third guarantee. And Ukraine has an economic need for the guarantee. And it is in our strategic interest to provide one. So why did Joe Biden go over there and insist that that prosecutor be fired. He cooked the he he made the arrangements to kind of a smoke and mirrors deal to make it look, or at least that he could say later uh, that the interagency wanted this guy gone, that the European Union wanted this guy gone. It looks like he that was all a big fat um, smokescreen and ruse and wasn't even real. So I hope Joe Biden is mentioned tonight. You know, Fox News, um, their mission. Their mission is to get rid of Trump. 
and they're going to facilitate a conversation that does maximum damage to Trump. Although I don't think they can do maximum damage to Trump. I mean, I don't think there's anything that could be done Four indictments Four, and he's at 60 percent in the polls. He's beating Biden. I saw a poll at six points. He's beating Biden. Um, what are they indict him a fifth time? I mean, what are they? What can you do? What can you do next? I actually I'm kind of afraid of that. You know, I, I, Bernie Carrick talked to Bernie, uh, seen him on TV. He has said out loud that he's worried that they're going to try to kill him, that they're going to try to kill Trump. Can you imagine? I actually I mean, nothing is uh, unthinkable these days, unfortunately, sadly, tragically. I don't want anything to happen to anybody. Especially Trump. I got you imagine that. But I mean, they are so desperate and they are so evil. And this plan is so utterly failing. They figured after one indictment and they made it the most, you know, what they thought would be the most embarrassing situation, the porn star. All right. Hey, we're not shocked by anything anymore. OK, we're, uh, uh, you found some alleged affair from 20 years ago. Nobody cares. All right. Nobody cares. And oh, by the way, I don't think he fooled around with Stormy Daniels. I actually I mean. And Stormy Daniels comes forward. I have nothing to gain. I have nothing in the world to gain. She's on 60 Minutes talking to Anderson Cooper, who <laughs> further tries to embarrass everybody and tries to harm the Trump family. They saying, well, did Donald Trump wear a condom? No, he did not. Remember, I remember Stuttering John asking about a condom. Stuttering John from the Howard Stern Show, uh, Stern Show ha- asked Jennifer Flowers, uh, d- d- did Governor Clinton wear a condom? And the whole room went crazy. Remember Jennifer Flowers when she alleged having an affair with then-Governor Bill Clinton? She did. And it was the big story in 1992, and it looked like it was going to derail Bill Clinton. And they had a huge press conference at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Front page, front, well, front page, magazine, National Enquirer, Jennifer Flowers, big story. And in the middle of it, <laughs> Stuttering John says, did, did, did Governor Clinton wear a condom? And all hell breaks loose. People are laughing, crying, screaming. A chair gets knocked over. A guy comes forward and says, if we have any more questions like that, that are uh, disrespectful, uh, I am going to stop this press conference. we got to find that clip. It's really great. And fast forward, what, 28 years, and Anderson Cooper on allegedly the most prestigious uh, journalism, broadcast journalism show in the world, 60 Minutes, which is just a bunch of skullduggery. It stinks. Hate that show. Um, and Anderson Cooper asks with a straight face, did Donald Trump wear a condom? And nobody bats an eye. Nobody thinks anything like that's the craziest thing that ever happened. Our country is in a total and complete free fall. Um, government, it's people. I'm sorry. Did you see another teacher? This one in Queens is alleged to have been having a sexual affair with a 14 year old student. Looks like a perfectly nice teacher, right? Like, and she looks very much like a teacher. You know, teachers have a certain look, right? I mean, yeah, I think I can say that. I mean, not all teachers do, but some teachers do. I mean, they just look, she looks like a a very wholesome person who should be in a classroom teaching arithmetic. And the allegation, they arrested her this morning. The allegation is she was fooling around with a 14 year old student every day in the paper. There's another story about a female teacher having sex with a child. This wasn't happening. A short time ago in our history, this was not happening. 
Well, yes, it was. You just didn't hear about it. Well, no, it wasn't happening like this with this kind of frequency. I know somewhere in the world it happened. I know. Uh, but every day in the newspaper, uh, it shows a moral decay that we are sliding, sli- slouching toward Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, I don't know who came up with slouching toward Gomorrah, but that's what it feels like. Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel runs the Republican Party, and she won't shut up about that dumb pledge she wants everybody to sign. Ronna McDaniel, our country is going down the tubes, and all she can talk about is the Republican Party, the Republican Party, the Republican Party. I don't care about your Republican Party. I care about the country. Ronna McDaniel. Ronna Romney McDaniel. And make no mistake, she's no friend of Trump. She's tried to trip Trump up in big ways and small every step of the way. Ronna McDaniel. What do you want to see out of the candidates tonight, Ronna? Cut 14, please. I want to keep focused on what our pledge was, which was deep. Stop! Boy, oh boy. I didn't realize her voice was that annoying. I was, I thought I was going over the top there. Do me a favor. I told you she was going to go on and on about that dopey pledge. You make fourth graders sign a pledge. I pledge to read six books this summer. Signed, Gregory. Take it from the top, please. i got to get this whole thing. I, right. I want to keep focused on what our pledge was, which was beat Biden. People are hurting. We're in Wisconsin, which is a battleground state. Cost of living is up. We know gas prices are up. We know families are dealing with financial death by a 1,000 cuts under Bidenomics, and they want to see us talk about issues. But I want to see our candidates contrast our vision for America versus the failure of Joe Biden. All right. There she is in talking mode on TV. Uh, she's not talking about the pledge that you must support the ultimate Republican nominee. You, to, to be on that debate stage, you have to pledge to support the ultimate nominee. Well, what if you don't want to? What if you don't want to? Who, who, who says you have to do that? Um, you know, she's... She's not supporting Trump the way she should be. She's not spending money defending Trump and the others the way she should be. And, uh, I mean, her name is Romney. I mean, talk about a, talk about a rhino. Talk about a rhino. Hey, what's up with, uh, that police chief in Suffolk County? We know a little bit more. Well, these are all allegations. The ex police chief, James Burke. Sorry about this, man. You know, boy, oh boy, he's got to get his head straight. All right. You can't be hanging around a park at 10 in the morning looking for sex. What's the matter with you? Come on. You got to put your life to better use than that. That's the allegation. He took it out. You know what it is. He took it out and was manipulating it and looking at other people in the restroom or wherever this all went down near the Vietnam Memorial out there at Suffolk County and saying, I would like to get closer to you and using the most crude graphic terms that really, you know, you you, you should never say to a stranger. You can't say that kind of stuff to a stranger. Uh, you know, to a loved one? <laughs> I, paradoxically, I guess you could say that stuff to a, yeah, to a loved one. To somebody, you know, to a... To a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife, okay? You can't say this stuff to somebody you just, you know, eight, you knew, you, you know the person for eight seconds and you're talking about that stuff? It's wrong. I don't want to be all judgmental, but I feel very confident in judging this. This is wrong. You can't do it. It's against the law and it's against basic decency, okay? Don't do it. 
Rodney Harrison is the new police uh, commissioner out there. Well, he's not that new. He's been there for a year and a half. And this is the guy who basically did what James Burke couldn't do, get the Gilgo Beach guy, Rex Hoyerman. Rodney Harrison and the DA Tierney, they said, we're going to get this guy, and they did. I love it. What does he say about the uh, the ex-police chief who just got arrested for solicitation and all kinds of lewdness? Cut four. Due to numerous complaints about activity over at Vietnam Memorial in Farmingville, members assigned to the Suffolk County Park Rangers Targeted Response Unit conducted an operation utilizing plainclothes rangers. Plainclothes rangers. Uh, so they got those guys to act like what? What were the complaints exactly? I could, were they complaints about prostitution or are they complaints about people hanging around? I, uh, anyway, it's all very, uh, it's all very sordid. I think that might be the word. It's very sordid and a little bit sad. This guy at one point had a great law enforcement career, but a lot of folks say, uh, complete maniac. I hope he gets it straight. There's answers, pal. Answers through God. Believe me. And all that stuff that, uh, you know, Get your motor running in the morning or at night or whatever. Uh, he can help with that stuff. He can. He, he totally can. Um, Tucker is going to have the counter programming tonight. A lot of people are going to have counter programming tonight, but Tucker is going to be hosting Donald Trump. And you know, Tucker doesn't work at Fox News anymore. And why doesn't he work at Fox News? Um, because of this report, <laughs> this report that he aired on his television show back in March. That nobody at Fox would touch, but it's so awesome. You ready for this? This is uh, this is what set Washington D.C. on fire. Cut twenty-two, please. The single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon Shaman. On January sixth, QAnon Shaman, QAnon Shaman, someone named Q Shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January sixth a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. All right, hold on a Watch. second. Hold on a second. I mean, I know you can't see what he's talking about, but the video is absolutely devastating to the whole January 6th narrative. Police are escorting the Horns guy all around the Capitol. It's just jaw-droppingly Fascinating stuff to see after all the crap they said about January 6th. And they are facilitating the movement of the horns guy all over the Capitol. It does. It turns it totally upside down. All right. 
and their precious narrative. I mean, think about it. This came on, um, I think right after all the January 6th hearings, after that silly January 6th report, two years of January 6th, January 6th, Trump's an insurrectionist, they're all insurrectionists, MAGA, a uh, clear and present danger to American democracy, all that junk. And this busts it wide open, busts it totally wide open. It shows that this was an inside job, that this was a set up, that they let people inside, not to stop the electoral count, but to stop the objections to the electoral count. And Ashley Babbitt, anybody? Can you believe it? A police department <laughs> killed Ashley Babbitt, and they get away with it. So Chuck Schumer, the one who wanted um, Justice Kavanaugh seriously maimed, if not dead, I mean, whatever, I mean, I think that's a fair, reasonable takeaway interpretation of his remarks. You won't know what hit you, maimed or dead, I guess. This is what Schumer said after uh, the next day, after that Tucker Carlson episode. Uh, a couple of comments here, right? Um, let's try cut 18. He's enabled the big lie and has further eroded away at our precious democracy. When people don't believe elections are on the level, that's the beginning of the end of this bold experiment in democracy that has gone on for more than 200 years. All right. Sorry. Some elections are not on the level. It's interesting. He doesn't say that like, elections need to be on the level. He says that people need to believe that they're on the level for everything to work. Well, how about getting the elections to work? And don't give me this uh, no, no outcome determinative fraud. Cut 19, please. Democrats, Republicans, independents need to take a stand and call out Mr. Carlson's conduct for what it is. A dangerous, unforgivable attempt to destabilize our democracy and rewrite the history of the worst attack on our Constitution since the Civil War. (laughs) It's an insult to every police officer who is on the scene. All right, so he's trying to hide behind cops, right? Unforgivable what Tucker Carlson did reporting the facts, and then there's this, cut 20. Carlson, presiding with the enemies of democracy. I strongly condemn Speaker McCarthy's actions and fiercely oppose his decision to share this footage with Carlson. I urge Fox News to order Carlson to cease propagating the big lie on his network and to level with their viewers about the truth, the truth behind the efforts to mislead the public. All right, January 6th, right, the government's version. What You can't question it. That guy yelling and screaming, government yelling and screaming, complaining about an independent journalist or a journalist who worked for Fox News. They said get rid of him, and they got rid of him. That's why Tucker got fired right there, that speech. What do you think he was saying to Rupert Murdoch when he wasn't on TV and wasn't on the Senate floor? I'll be right back. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh boy, that Putin looks like Putin killed his enemy, uh, Prigozhin, 
the head of that Wagner group. Remember, we were hearing about that about two months ago in Ukraine. He was so mad at uh, Putin, and Putin was mad at him. He just killed him, shot a missile at his uh, private plane, it looks like. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, man, they are. That's a different world over there, Russia. Uh, Prigozhin, who is head of the Wagner Group, which is a very peculiar name. It's a mercenary outfit. I mean, the Wagner Group. It, it sounds like um, an insurance uh, company or I don't, maybe a hedge fund, the Wagner Group. Uh, it's a it's a brigade of fighters, mercenaries. I mean, try Killer Angels or the Marauders or the Buccaneers or something, but the Wagner Group. And anyway, this guy Prigozhin, I don't know how he got into the mercenary business. He was Putin's chef. He was P- Putin's personal cook. Uh, he ran a hot dog stand, and then he got a restaurant in Leningrad or St. Petersburg, we now call it, and uh, everything was fine. Putin liked his food, made him his chef. He was also... Uh, a criminal. He did a lot of bad things in his 20s and he went to jail and whatever. So he headed up this uh, mercenary group somehow. How do you go from being a chef to being a, a mercenary? I don't know. But he did. And he used to put out all these videos from Ukraine. He was fighting in Ukraine. And he was like, <laughs> he was always angry at Putin. Or actually, I don't know if it was direct, directly Putin, but because. Well, they were being embarrassed. They were being, yeah, listen, this is, okay, he's dead, by the way, we believe. Russian media is reporting that they just shot down, well, they didn't say it, they, they shot it down, but his plane crashed. Just crashed. Hmm. It was a small plane, 10 people on it, including, we think, Prigozhin. Now, remember, he had a big falling out with Putin, and I think Putin, well, I think he had him killed. Wouldn't be the first time, right? Um, all right, here's what Prigozhin, I guess, used one sounded like, go ahead. You know, we don't have to blurp, bleep out the words. I don't even know what he's saying. Relax. It's all going to be over soon, pal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, stop. May he rest in peace. I don't know what the hell happened. He may be alive. There are some people out there who think he's alive. Uh, man, he was mad, huh? Now, I think he was mad that uh, Russia was getting its ass beat, according to reports, in Ukraine for so long. And uh, that was very embarrassing. Uh, but who knows? Domestic politics in Russia? I mean, our, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And uh, but I'm looking at video of uh, what might just be his dead body in the aftermath of a plane crash. Uh, it's pretty gory stuff. So it's interesting. They had video of this plane going down and they have video of the aftermath. And uh, it's all online. And Pergosian, number one enemy of uh, or one of his many enemies. And then Putin, I'm, I'm seeing him. He looks all smug. He looks all smug, like he just, uh, yeah, I did it, I did it. What are you going to do about it? I, You know what? I think this is another place I'm not going to go to, all right? No more Mexico for me and no more Russia, all right? I don't ever want, I'm never setting foot in Russia. I mean, did you hear that guy, what he sounded like? Would you want to run into anybody who sounds like that? It was, yikes. I love the Russian people. Well, this guy, I didn't, I'm well, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just, it seems a little lawless over there in Russia, doesn't it? I mean, and Putin is going to get away with this. 
It's funny. Uh, Donald Trump has a disagreement with Mike Pence. Mike, I think you don't have to count the votes. I think you can mail them back to the state capitol. I think it's your power. And they try to throw – and Donald Trump, they try to throw him in jail for having a disagreement, for saying, I think you should march peacefully and patriotically. We're putting him in jail for that. Meanwhile, Putin is shooting his political enemies out of the sky, and he goes right back to uh, lunch. <laughs> what kind of country is this and what kind of country is that? I do not prefer Russia. No way. Um, you know, he grew up that uh, Putin when it was Soviet Union. I was actually in the Soviet Union. I went to Russia in 1985 and it was um, once is enough. I know it's totally changed, but uh, once once was enough. It was very much the Soviet system. We were followed. Our money didn't mean anything, but we could uh um, and the rubles, you know, they were worthless. But bring over there a pair of 501 Levi 501 buttonfly jeans, and you could get just about anything you wanted in the country. Uh, yes, Mary. Hello. Hello. Um, you were talking about what rough beef slouches towards Gomorrah. Uh, you might have been referencing, or that might have been referencing William Butler Yates's poem. Um, what rough beast slouches towards Bethlehem mm-hmm. to be born? No. And the first, no? Okay. No, I was thinking of Robert Bork, uh, the uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice nominee in the 1980s. Reagan nominated him. He got turned down. He got borked. He became a, f- a phrase, borked. But he remained a judge, very smart guy. He's dead now. And sometime in the 90s, late 90s, he wrote a book called Slouching Toward Gomorrah. That, you know, America was just sliding down the, you know, just sliding down toward like a Sodom and Gomorrah type uh, place. Now, he may have been thinking of uh, William Butler Yates and the Bethlehem reference. I mean, maybe that's where he got his title, but that's what I was referring to. Interested. The first verse of this poem by Yates could describe where we are now. May, may I read it? No, thanks. No, no. No. Okay. No. no. I'm only kidding, Mary. Of course. Read it, please. Oh, okay. Thank you. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty intense right there. It's that, is that, that's a poem, but it didn't rhyme. Yeah, well, all poems don't have to rhyme. I think the best There's poems rhyme. It's not a, if it doesn't rhyme, it just doesn't land. Who am I to critique though, William Butler Yates? Hey, Mary, thank you for that. No, it's powerful. It's strong. Uh, I sense a, I, do I detect a slight accent? In me? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm definitely, I was born in, on Long Island in Queens, uh, and, uh, but I've been told I have a bit of an Irish accent, and I might because my parents and, you know, grandparents are Irish huh. from Ireland. So. Yeah, 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 no, it's still there. It's, uh, it's still there. I, yeah, I hear it. Well, anyway, thank you for that, Mary. And, uh, yeah, slouching toward Bethlehem. He said that in that poem too? Yes. I yes, love it. I love it. All right. William Butler Yates, everybody. William Butler Yates. Uh, thank you for that. So we're standing by. Did Rudy turn himself in yet? Oh my gosh. This poor, this man, this should not be happening. Brilliant move by Donald Trump. He's turning himself in tomorrow, uh, Thursday in Atlanta. And you know what it does? It totally erases any impact that debate is going to have tonight. Those, uh, 
I'm sorry, piss ants. I mean, they are such minor league characters, with some exceptions. Vivek Ramatswamy, we like that guy. All right, he's going places. He's got a big future. But other than him, sorry, Tim Scott doesn't have it. Not smart enough to be running for president. Um, it's pretty wild. How do you think? How do you think Chris Christie feels that he's being upstaged by a 37 year old guy who's never been in politics? And who's worth about a billion dollars. How does he feel? How does DeSantis feel? I mean, in January, DeSantis, it was like, forget it. Heir apparent. It's done. It's over. It's DeSantis's. Remember that? Donald Trump, you know what he did? He got up every day and he fought. He fought. He fight. You fight, 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 fight. And that's okay. It's politics. It's funny how upset they get at him for being good at politics. This is politics, isn't it? It's politics. Bill in Yonkers, yes. Are you there? Is this the weird bill or the nice bill? Sounds like it's the weird bill. Hey, no heavy breathing. Stop it. Stop. That's not me. Uh, all right. I think. Oh, uh, That's not me. Uh, some, uh, you, something's going on where you are. No, not, there's nothing going on where I am, pal. I'm retired. Mm, all right, Bill. What do you got? Okay, regarding uh, the uh, you talked about uh, about them possibly uh, an, an attempt on Donald Trump. Well, I, I wait. Hold on. I mean, I, I'm yeah, I'm worried. I mean, if they if this doesn't work, and I I, I cited Bernie Carrick because you really don't want to talk about violence. You know, you know, you get you know, you're, you're just, I hate the even thought of it. But yeah, I'm worried about it. Bernie Carrick's you know, like like damn, you know, he's onto something. You know, could something really bad happen? I'm worried about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get away from the violence. These people, they call themselves liberal. To me, Greg, they're fascists and they're insidious, and uh, they're just like the Nazis and or the tyrants that we fought in the in the Revolutionary War. You know what? And, and uh, boy, you cover a lot of ground, by the way. You know, I wanted to talk about one thing here. You really cover a lot of ground here, my friend. Well, we move but, uh, along, you know, and uh, I hear, you know, somebody said uh, Trump, you know, t- he's fighting tyranny. These, this is, he's subjected to tyranny because he fought tyranny. He objected to tyranny. And, uh, you know, Levin was great on this stuff, really. Hey, Billy, you retired. You said, what's up? What did you do? Yeah, yeah I was a police captain. I, I, I spoke with you once before on that. I met your father. I, we, I, you know, we, we had a brief conversation about a couple of things. And, uh, yeah. I, anyway, uh, the mayor, he was never on the scene. He was a police captain, too, but nobody ever saw him. Uh, anyway, with that, uh, with, with that, uh, you had Roger Stone. He, he, am I allowed to say that? That there's another program on Roger Stone? I guess I said it already. Uh, he wrote that book uh, about killing uh, LBJ. I mean, LBJ behind the, uh, the Kennedy assassinations. What a fantastic read. As Did you finish that stuff. book? It was so big. It was so big. I could not get through that book. I can't get through it. I love Roger Stone, but his books go on forever. And uh, I don't think LBJ had anything to do with the Kennedy assassination. Uh, Roger Stone is a brilliant guy. I like him. Of course you can talk about Roger Stone. No problem. Um, no, he's a very interesting man. And uh, the stuff that he's done and been involved with, uh, and I buy his books, but I, I seldom can finish them. They're so long. Um, all right, Bill, thank you very much. Keep it up. Uh, and the debate is what time tonight? 8.30? Uh, well, I'll be watching WABC, listening to WABC, though, right? No, we got to, well, we'll peek at it from time to time. 
But without Trump there, it's not a thing. But you are kind of curious what they're going to say about Trump. You know, how they're going to treat him. And how is Fox News going to try to screw him? Right? Because that's what they do. And where's that Kaylee McEnany? I like Kaylee. She was really good at the podium. But, um, I don't know. Let's see here. Oh gosh. She's really big on the, the advice. They, they, you know, you worked in the press office. I got it. That doesn't make you a political genius, right? She's just going around saying what Trump should do. He should participate in the debate. He became president without Kaylee McEnany. All right. She was working for Ted Cruz. But I like her, and um, although she's gotten a little bit uh, full of herself here. Cut 15, please. Cut 15. Three quick pieces of advice. One, you got to catch momentum. So how do you catch momentum? Someone like Tim Scott, I, I spoke with some who are familiar with his debate prep. They said he's been prepping heavily. He's going to focus a lot on his biography where other candidates might need a direction change. They feel that this is a moment to really introduce him to the American people in front of a large audience. So uh, catch momentum, and Tim Scott's style is very different than anyone on the stage. That may be a way to do it. DeSantis can emphasize, I'm a proven fighter. I have results. Vivek, I'm young. I'm new. I'm an outsider. These are all ways, if they harness that energy, they can catch momentum. Two, though, at the same time, you have to eliminate competitors. Uh, this is a game of math. Last Super Tuesday, 2016, Super Tuesday, there were still five candidates this in the race. This went to people who were not the top two. So you can lose by virtue of not eliminating competition. And finally, illustrate policy differences, to your point. You can do that on abortion, which is really important in Iowa, in a primary. All right, I can get that out of Wikipedia. I'm sorry. Say hello to the audience. Introduce yourself. Talk about policies and talk about your competition. I mean, just terrible. Uh, You know, I remember what Trump said, and I think there's something to it. He didn't prepare, and I actually believe him, for the... uh, for the primary debate, you go in there loose as hell, all right, because it's never going to go the way you expect. You go there loose every day. Every day he's fighting, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter going on a stage with eight people. Kind of wish he was there, but actually, I'm so glad he's not. It would have been a bad, bad move for him to show up. So it's showing he's he's he's, he's great. He's improved. He's improved. He's getting better. He is getting better. Imagine that. You can even at that level, you can still get better. I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. People really need to uh, lighten up in general, online and in real life. Uh, You notice nobody ever says, I I noticed this a while ago, nobody ever says, man, that guy has a chip on his shoulder, right? You know, somebody who's easily offended, always kind of itching for a fight. Why why don't we say that anymore? Because everybody has a chip on their shoulder, Right. I mean, if you're offended or outraged or set off like that is the that you can monetize that you can gain power that way. You can. Yeah, who knows what you can do? You can sue. You can complain. You can uh, you can uh, speak your truth. You can uh, call out somebody. You can try to cancel somebody. Uh, everybody, uh, our society, everybody has a great big chip on the shoulder um, and what's the latest example of that? I mean, the little thing up there, even like little like fender benders become huge things and goes viral. Hey, there's a guy who's supposed to be at the debate tonight. He's the governor or is he the, the governor or ex-governor of North Dakota, Doug Burgum. Um, it looks like he is the governor and it looks like he may not show up at the debate. I never would have been mentioning this guy, even with his injury. He injured himself playing basketball. I saw him on meet the press. He was actually pretty good in a way that, uh, I don't know. He was, 
he kind of would not weigh in on certain issues regarding Trump, but not in a disrespectful way against Trump. He's like, look, I'm not here. I'm you guys have pundits and you guys talk about your opinions all day long. That's fine. I'm here for something else. And there was something about the way he did it is actually quite skillful, skillful. Uh, he's a billionaire. So North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum uh, was rushed to the emergency room just hours before he was set to participate in the inaugural 2024 presidential debate Wednesday night in Milwaukee. The 67-year-old suffered undisclosed injuries during a pickup basketball game with members of his staff. Burgum was released from the hospital Wednesday morning and tends to take part in the debate, although it remained unclear whether he would be able to stand up. He is the second oldest of the eight candidates, 72-year-old Asa Hutchinson, or as I call him, Ada, for certain reasons, Ada Hutchinson. Uh, It's amazing that that guy got to go. I think Rana Romney McDaniel, I think Rana, uh, I think she bent the rules to get these Trump haters in the debate. Uh, Mike Pence, I think she bent the rules to get Mike Pence in the debate. Don't you? I mean, they would do anything to uh, harm Trump. That's that's what it's all about tonight, harming Trump. And she may pretend that it's all about Biden. No, this is somehow they want to get Trump. I'm looking at the video of the plane going down of the uh, the Russian mercenary Prigozhin. And, yeah, they shot his plane down, it looks like, and there it comes. And people have video of it, and there's a close-up of a body. I can't tell if it's Prigozhin's or somebody else. It's really kind of mutilated. Terrible. Uh, just fascinating, though. And then at the same time this is happening, Putin is at an event at the opera. <laughs> he, go- he goes to the opera and makes a speech at the opera. And he's smiling like he knows what just happened. And he's going to go on leading Russia. Our president, President Trump, looks at somebody the wrong way and they indict him, huh? I still like our system better than theirs, but our system is pr- pretty, pretty rotten. Um... No one's going to watch it. Well, I'm going to peek at the debate. You're allowed to peek at it. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Wow. How about that? Chuck Schumer yelling his head off, threatening federal judges. And not a word of criticism. And you got to go searching for that thing on the Internet. He's never uh, had to apologize. He broke the law. He encouraged others to break the law, to harm anybody, but in this case, a Supreme Court justice, two of them, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. You won't know what hit you. Tough guy, huh? Schumer. And here um, they're locking up President Trump and Rudy Giuliani, locking up the lawyers and um, and trying to scare everybody else into submission. All right. So it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make too much of this, but I raised the question. I have not heard the threat against Judge Chutkin. I'm told there was one. And... Um, I think that's horrible, and I said so. That's terrible. I also say that <laughs> uh, judges get threats. That's why we have the Federal Marshal Service, right? Now, they generally get threats by maniacs and kooks, not the majority leader of the U.S. Senate <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a forum like that. And uh, usually it's you know, somebody who lives under a rock. 
calling in something vile and horrible, and that has to be investigated and then prosecuted. Just like you, Schumer, you need to be investigated and prosecuted. Um, at the same time, just because these threats are made, I don't say it's um, it's Trump's fault. I don't say it's Bernie Sanders' fault. All right, I'm saying that unfortunately we got a m- lot of mentally ill people out there, and this kind of stuff happens. So right now, there is a pretty earnest effort that's kind of starting to take off a little bit. Uh, to be honest, folks, I'm flattered, okay? But the Huffington Post and Yahoo News and uh, Wonkette and the rest, you know, uh, scumbag Greg Kelly says threats against Judge A-OK. Well, that's not what I said, all right? And then they're calling me a racist. They're calling this. Now, what I did say was something that a lot of folks won't say. I mean, they won't put things in context. People in the media, they specialize in lighting everybody's hair on fire, right? On stirring the pot, on getting people, <laughs> right? That's what they want, all right? And they also want it to meet their ends, their objectives, right? Which is to get Trump and his supporters. Because as Judge Ludig once said, Donald Trump and his supporters are a clear and present threat to American democracy. So, yeah, Judge Lute, he took him that long to say it, too. Uh, they want to um, they want to besmirch Trump supporters. They want to besmirch MAGA. So when Judge Chutkin gets a threat from a kook who should be investigated and prosecuted if a law was broken and it looks like one was, they try to say MAGA is responsible for that. They try to say you're responsible for that. I'm responsible for that. Trump is responsible for that. They're trying to besmirch an entire movement and that's wrong and i'm making that point and they're calling me a scumbag and a racist for doing so can you believe it i mean the, that that word would appear in the huffington post right they're going to use that kind of language or wonkette the, these horrible horrible terms i don't use those horrible horrible terms i just play horrible horrible clips i just let them i let them speak for themselves like chuck schumer i want to tell you gorsuch i want to tell you kavanaugh you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Wow, that was uh, that was pretty intense. Is anybody calling him a scumbag? I wonder, right? I mean, one could, considering those words. I don't like that word, though. I don't like uh, I don't like that. So you heard what he just said, and that was uh, man. That's borderlines. That forget it. That's scary. That's scary stuff. That's really, really bad. Um, then you compare that to what I said the other night. All right. And here's what has a lot of people upset. And these are my exact words. Panel after panel, breaking news. Oh my goodness, a voicemail. Now that's very unfortunate, but it's also life in the fast lane. It happens. Interestingly, the fake news, they did not pick up the very real threat against Baron Trump. Baron Trump received death threats from an Illinois woman, prosecutors say. But that is, well, you have to look around. You have to hunt for it. It's a very discreet story. They're not talking about it. You know, famous people tend to get threats. It's one of the reasons, back when we had phone books, you couldn't look up Dustin Hoffman's phone number in the phone book because weirdos would call him up and, you know, threaten him or ask him out. Who knows? So, Judge Chutkin, we're sorry. We don't want anything. Nobody wants anything to happen to you. But when you're on television, especially in a controversial thing, you may get a couple of weirdos calling you up on the phone. 
You have marshals protecting you, and that's good. We want safety. But you guys are dramatizing this because you want to score points against MAGA, and you make it like we're a threat to democracy and all that stuff, right? We know what you're doing here. I think that's a very reasonable, right? You see, I threaded that needle, I think, very, very nicely. The other, I said that that, that uh, Judge Chutkin deifying her has now become a media obsession. And Judge Chutkin, oh, by the way, should have mentioned this, is the presiding judge over the Donald Trump January 6th thing that Jack uh, Smith is prosecuting him for, wants a trial in early January. This judge has, uh, let's see, worked for uh, a law firm that also employed Hunter Biden. Uh, she's given to Democrats uh, like <laughs> like Barack Obama. Uh, we don't believe that she's going to uh, preside over, that she's impartial and that she could ever uh, preside over a fair trial. And we're allowed to say those things. We are allowed to say it. So you, they try to conflate the two. They try to conflate like any criticism, criticism of her will, you know, give rise to some horrible racist thing that somebody might say. And I hope they don't. It's unfortunate that they do, but they do. It's life in the big country, 300 million people. That's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of folks. Um, let me see here. Sandra, did we talk earlier? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, hi. What's up? How are you? I'm okay. I was thinking about two things. Rudy, I've, I've said this before. He's like a rubber band. You can stretch, 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 but he always springs back. So I hope and I pray that he prevails, and I know he will. Then I was thinking about Vivek. I know you like him, and I do too, but I did come across a couple of things. One in particular that bothered me was, not what he did, but that he wanted to hide it from us. I read that he did take money from Soros or the sons or the family. You know, Sandra, That's sometimes I think you spend too much time online. You read these articles and you get all, you know, worried and stuff like that. There's, there's such, there's such a thing as too much information. I mean, what do you care where he got a scholarship to Yale from? I mean, really? Well. I mean, no, no, you know, no. somebody offered him $90,000 to go to Yale Law School. I know about the whole Soros thing and Paul Soros and whatever and somebody bankrupt. I mean, I mean come on. Give me a break. All right, it, it just it, you're going to read this stuff all day long and, and, and get worked up and you can't look at it all the time. All right. Take him. Just listen to the man. All right. He's I don't know if I look back. Did I ever go to a gala in New York City where uh, George Soros may have uh, purchased a table? Or one of his relatives? I don't know. Maybe. He's a multi-billionaire. He spreads the money around all over the place. There's so much fake news. You know what you're, you know what you're reading? This is half-assed, um, uh, what do they call it? Opposition research that they're pushing on Vivek. All right. And in the heat of a moment, uh, just before a debate, believe me, there's going to be a lot of fake news out there. So I don't want you to get it getting obsessed with all this stuff. All right. Big picture. Big picture, Sandra. Okay. Did I straighten all you right. out? I just <laughs> no, you I, did, I, I, I don't mean to be so uh you know aggressive here, but you know, I mean, don't get worried about everything. Big picture. They want you to be worried. They're trying all these articles are designed to uh, undermine your confidence in him and Trump and the you know, don't be manipulated by these people. And just because you read it, you know, I I'll, often you'll say, I read something. Well, you know, where did you read it? Where did you read it, by the way? 
Now, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that because I saw it this morning and I forgot to see right. where yeah, I was. You know, I mean, right. You, you saw it some, you know, some place, somebody on Twitter, somebody whatever. People are saying crap all day long, and a lot of it is crap. And we all got to get better at deciphering what's real and what's crap. Excuse me. My wife hates it when I say what she calls the C word, but it's a lot better than the other C word. Thank you, Sandra, very, very much. Let's see. I am getting kind of excited about the debate, actually. I am getting kind of excited. I, I, I do want to see it. Hey, something else, though. You know, another reason why Fox News, you know, you can have it. Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy, never Trumper. You know, I used to look at him. He's the voice of reason. He's not the voice of reason. He's, um, at the end of the day, he's getting paid over there, and he's getting paid, and he knows which way the management uh, is going and they want to hurt Trump, and he just said he's not going to vote for Trump and all this stuff. And we only have about four attorneys in America who are brave enough to go on television and defend Trump. Not because the position is so hard to defend, but they're afraid of losing clients. They're afraid of losing money. They're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of not being invited to that party, this party. Uh, the law firm boss doesn't like it. The merits on the merits, absolutely. And there are people out there who used to work for Rudy Giuliani when he was U.S. attorney, like you, Michael Chertoff, like you, John Smythe. You guys should be there with Rudy right now. Instead, you're scared. You're little frightened bunny rabbits. You used to be warriors. Now we see this is the moment of truth. You got to go down there or you got to go to Rudy. He helped you. He helped this city. He turned this place around with the help of uh, a lot of cops. Ray Kelly hired along with Dingas, believe it or not. And um, anyway, I don't like it. I don't like it that a lot of people have forgotten. Like you, Chuck Schumer. What the hell have you ever done? Oh, by the way, other than shoot your mouth off at those phony press conferences or threaten justices. Cut 16. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. I rest my case. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Hey, I was just going to read this poll. Uh, a titillating poll, but it's one of those phony polls. You know, like that horrible, some horrible websites, they'll, they'll put up stupid polls like, you know, the number one hotel for extramarital rendezvous is, uh, the best western on the west side or something like that. And it's just, it's perverse and they just want attention. And I thought this was a legit poll from like Gallup or, uh, or Quinnipiac, but no, it's just from, from one of those, uh, disgusting websites. So we will skip that. And, uh, all right, lots of folks have been hold, on hold for a long time. Let's go through it real quick. Uh, Steve in Brooklyn, yes. Uh, yes, I'd like to explain about that Wagner Brigade question. Yeah, um, the name is not, it's, we don't understand the German language, even though they're Russian. It's Wagner. Richard Wagner was the great operatic composer who wrote about the heroic German. Yeah, I know who that is. No, we say it's the Wagner group, not the Wagner group. You say Wagner. It was named in honor of the German military. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter. You, we, we all say Wagner. Wagner. Say it, but it's not correct. It's well, Wagner, uh, I mean, like, hey, let me ask you something. What's the capital of Paris? Uh, what's the capital of France? Paris. All right. Paris. No, no, Paris, right? We say Paris, right? We I Americanize know, it. We Americanize it. Let's just say Wagner, all right? 
But, but you can't call up the radio station and complain about me how I pronounce things. All right, come on. Germans. No, are... no, I don't care. It's Wagner Group. Everybody says Wagner. We Americanized it for this purpose. Thank you very much. It doesn't matter who they're honoring. We don't care. Uh, I mean, you know, no. Look, you seem you seem to know your stuff. I appreciate that, but uh, no, I'm going to say Wagner, and you should too, Mike and uh, Wayne. Yeah. Bays, Boz, Wagner, Wagner. Greg, I will not be watching the debates tonight because there's only one person I'm interested in in being president. That's Donald J. Trump. Um, also, um, these hypocrites on the left. You mean Madonna said she was going to blow up the White House, right? Uh, what's the other guy? The actor said he's going to shoot President Trump. The other one said that, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, I forget his name. He's on Easy Rider. He said Trump's son should get raped by people. But why is this okay? It says rules for thee, none for me. Yeah, That's I know. They've got Democrat role. immunity. Democrat immunity, and it's disgusting. Mike, thank you very much. Susan, hello. Hi, Greg. You were talking about the Tucker getting fired because they showed the tape. Yeah. Um, that about um, Chelmsley. And but he, Chelmsley got um, he he was let out of prison because the judge said that that if he would have seen that video and I think someone else also based on the video and I mean how many other no that's not true that's not in that's, that prison no, no, wait 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 the judge said nothing of the kind the judge said nothing of the kind he actually said the opposite. He said that video, and the judge is a jerko, by the way, that there's nothing exculpatory about that video. Shows you how unfair the judge was. But the judge didn't say that. Maybe some attorney did. Maybe somebody else did. Maybe Chansley himself did. Maybe his mother did. Maybe I did, because I think it totally reverses the situation. But the judge, who could have erased his conviction, never said that. But he did get so, out of so, prison. I, I know. No one's saying he didn't get out of prison. He, he, he got out of prison, the halfway house or whatever, you know. He did his time or a portion thereof, two-thirds or whatever. It wasn't quite parole, but it was something short of parole because the federal system doesn't have parole. Uh, thank you, Susan. Marianne in Philadelphia. Hi, Greg. Uh, I just wanted to call about um, Waxenberger. Who? When he was, um, when they uh, subpoenaed him in front of Cheney. Who? Cheney. Who? Waxenberger. Oh, Ra- from Raffensperger from Georgia. Yeah, the Secretary of yeah. State. Mr. Integrity. He's Mr. Integrity. Just ask him. What about him? Yeah. The rat from Georgia. <laughs> when, when he was done being subpoenaed, you know how you, when, when something hits you sideways, you back it up, the tape, you back it up, and you hit the pause button, and you roll it forward with no sound, and you watch the body language, the facial expression. And look in the eye. Yeah. What did you see? Okay. I, well, that's great that you do that because I think it helps uh, people that watch your show pay more attention to what their eyes are seeing at more than what they're being told. And when he was done being questioned, I don't know whether it was before he sat down or he may have done it twice. Before he sat down, he turned around, looked at the camera, and he said something to the guy he came with. And then he also maybe turned around and looked at the camera again. But I want to see if you see the same thing I did. He had a look on his face like the cat that ate the mouse, like a grin, like we got away with it. They believed what I told them. Huh. And, yeah, I wish you would check that out. I will. I will. Mary, you've had some – Marianne, you had some great tips before. I will check that out, and uh, most certainly, because I do not like – Mr. Integrity. Anybody who writes a book calling themselves Mr. Integrity, they're not Mr. Integrity. 
That guy's a snake. What did you call him? The rat from Atlanta? I love it. Uh, thank you, Marianne. I will check it out. Diane in Freeport. Hi, Greg. How are you? Good. I just wanted to thank you so much because you've spoken about adults riding scooters and the electric bikes and all that stuff, and I've heard you, and my granddaughter, who is 24, has her own business, had an accident on one of these scooters, 15 miles an hour. Thank God she had surgery yesterday and is going to be okay, but she basically cracked her arm in half. Goodness gracious. How did it happen? She hit a pothole. She was only going 15 miles an hour, but it's just these things are so dangerous, and it could have been so much worse, and I really appreciate your warning people about this, and I hope they listen to you because I've heard you, and I was just like, you know, I look at the helmet and the whole bit, and it's like, that's not going to help that much, and uh, thank God she's okay, but she's going to be out of work for three months. Oh. She has her own little business in Freeport. It's terrible. So, uh, uh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's a thing of mine. And 15 miles per hour. Oh, by the way, if you, if you that's pretty fast. If you're totally like uh, unprotected, there's no there's no metal around you. There's no protection. There's no airbag. There's no car door. It's just you and the street. And that helmet might help. You know, save your brain, but I mean, your arm, your legs, like her, broke her arm in half practically. Yikes. Stay the hell off those silly scooters, especially anybody who's not a child, for God's sake. And if you're a kid, ride the scooter in the park and not a motorized version. Sorry, but I'm telling you, folks, I would fly an F-18 jet right now into Ukraine, all right, before I would ride a scooter up Third Avenue. Please listen to me on this one. Uh, Barbara, hello. Hi, Greg. When I talked to you yesterday and I gave you a quote by Edmund Burke, you said that it's not good that we're not hearing quotes and and advice like this today from our current uh, politicians and citizens. So I did a little looking last night. I thought, uh, you know, Greg's making me think about this. Let me look at Rudy Giuliani, at President Trump, and at Clarence Thomas. And see what they have said. So in light of what Rudy Giuliani is going through today, this quote of his is appropriate. Courage is being afraid, but then doing what you have to do anyway. Courage is being afraid, but doing what you have to do anyway. That's, I love it. You're right. That's rude. Right. I mean, give us a Trump one real quick. The Trump said the radical ideology attacking our country would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance. Man, he's good. And so are you, Barbara. I'll see you soon. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.